Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer in San Francisco. Challenging times. Coronavirus has touched everyone worldwide. And major cities are in stay-at-home orders. All of California is. People are home with their kids, with their families, working, schedules disrupted, not able to go to the gym or social events. Lots of anxiety about the future and concern about people's health. We're all going to be challenged. And challenging times can bring out absolutely the worst in people, and it can also bring out the best in people. And we have a choice every moment of whether we're coming from our best self or our worst self. We may not feel like we have a choice because a lot of times we're just reacting. And in this time right now, it's imperative for us to be as mindful and as grounded in ourself as we can. It's very easy to have our head in the future and not be with what's happening right now. And we really need to be present. We can't control what's going to happen in June or September or in 2021. The best thing we can do is to make really grounded choices from our best self right now. We're going to co-create the future based on the decisions we're making today. So the more we can stay present, the more we can be grounded in ourself, the more we can really come from the best of us, the better the outcome is going to be for everyone. We're going to get lots of opportunities to practice being our best selves or our worst selves in the days and weeks to come. You know, I want to tell a little story. Yesterday, uh, I had to go out and do a food errand, and I came home, and I pulled up in front of my house, and there was a couple of teenagers walking up the street, and my body instinct told me they were up to no good. I was right. You know, they passed my car and a couple cars up. They were opening car doors of cars that were open, and they were rifling through my neighbor's car. I watched them for a minute, and they saw me watching them, and I yelled up, hey, is that your car? And the kid said, yeah, this is my car. And, you know, I, I kind of spread my arms out and I tipped my head to the side and I, and I gave him this, like, look of, come on, do I look stupid? And he kind of smiled at me and they shut the car door and they went around the corner. I thought for a minute, what do I do? And so I called the police and I told them what was happening. And the, the police apparently must have found them because the police actually called me back and asked do you have anything further to say? And I said, no. <laughs> you know, I, I did my due diligence as a good neighbor. And then I thought after, geez, you know, those they know where I live. They know what my car is. They saw me coming in and out of my car. Are they going to retaliate if they got in trouble and, like, smash my car window or try to do something to my house? And I got a little nervous. And the whole thing was unsettling for me. It doesn't feel coincidental because I had a client just the day before who told me that there have been a lot of attempted break-ins in her neighborhood this week and that she was woken up at 3 in the morning with a car, her own kind of intuition. She couldn't sleep well, and a car pulled up in front of her house, and she actually went outside on her balcony with a flashlight and scared them away. Although her husband didn't like that she did that, actually she protected her house in a very effective way. And as we looked at that situation, her own intuition was really speaking to her and she was able to listen to it and follow it and protect her property. It was really empowering for her to recognize that her own intuition is right and that she often doesn't tap into it 
or dismisses it with her rational mind and that listening to her intuition is a really important source of information and power. So anyway, I just felt uncomfortable about the whole situation. How should I have handled it? Calling the police, it was a fine response, certainly, but there's something about it, it just didn't sit with me well. And the idea of not doing anything didn't necessarily sit with me well either. Often when I sleep on things, I wake up in the morning with an answer or a clear thought. I woke up this morning and I know the response that I wish that I had. And the response that I wish that I had now is that I went up and talked to those boys. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody to do that, but I'm just speaking for myself. You know, I was a delinquent teenager. I really was. And I think about He has these young, really healthy, strong, attractive boys. What's their hope in the world? What is happening for them right now? School is closed. They don't have work. What are they doing? They have all this energy and nowhere to put it. They're looking for something interesting to do. And certainly, I'm not advocating for crime, although I'm going to be completely honest. I was a criminal when I was a teenager. I did my share of rifling through cars. I did my share of shoplifting. Certainly have well reformed from all that, but I I understand those boys. And I wish that I had come deeper into my humanity and gone up and talked to them and asked them what's their experience. Tell them I know what you guys are doing. I totally get it. It's not right, but I totally get it. What's it like for you right now? What's it like to be a teenager in this uncertain time? Seeking something to hold on to, seeking some kind of personal power. I wish I had engaged from my best self, which would be to really meet them as humans and to see if I could be helpful. Again, I'm not advocating that anybody does that. We all have to be clear in ourselves about what our next right action is. And that's unique to each person. But I think particularly in this time right now, we are all being called to our individual best self, to our own authentic self, and what can we bring to this situation? What do we each have to offer? And how can we be helpful? When I'm helpful to others, it's helpful to me. I have a principle that all good service serves the server. And if I'm doing service and it feels depleting or it doesn't feel right afterward or there's some way that it's out of integrity, I feel resentful, I'm resistant to it, then it's probably out of alignment. It's probably not the best thing because good service feeds me and nourishes me and is a source of joy and fulfillment. Now, it might push me outside my comfort zone, but there's comfort zones that are about lack of safety and there's comfort zones that are about growing and expanding and being in our deepest place and bringing that into the world. And I think that's what's being called from humanity right now because we're going to see the best of people and we're going to see the worst of people. We can energy match with the worst from people and come at them with the worst of ourselves. Or we can bring what's best about us to the worst of the situation and shift it for the better. 
I wasn't afraid of those boys. I have really good instincts. We had already had a little interaction when I saw the kid and he knew I saw him. And, you know, I'm certainly old enough to be his mother. I feel like I missed an opportunity. And I'm going to try to not miss that opportunity again. Going forward from this shelter-in-place time, I am going to have to leave the house to get food and different things. I want to engage with people from my best self. I have two dogs. I walk them every day. And I happen to live eight blocks from the Pacific Ocean on the edge of the Western world, one of the most beautiful places. is right near me. It's Fort Funston. It's this gorgeous cliff. It's a wild place. You can see the Marin Headlands and the, and the Pacific Ocean and so much sky. It, it's, it's a sacred place. I, when I die, I want my ashes spread there. I've noticed with this idea of social distancing that people are actually socially distancing emotionally and socially too. <laughs> like I'm walking my dogs and, and people don't want to make eye contact with you. Like, like somehow if they make eye contact with you, your germs might get them or they're interacting with you. And so I'm going to make a commitment, not that people in California are overly friendly on the street anyway compared to other places I've been, but I'm going to make a commitment to make eye contact with people, even if we're staying six feet apart, and to say good morning or hello. Because disconnect is the source of so much suffering. Social disconnection, emotional disconnection, spiritual disconnection, it's imperative to know and feel and remember that we are a part of something much larger than ourselves. Right now, certainly, we're part of our community. We're part of a state or a country, wherever we live. Most of us are part of some kind of family or social circle. Many of us are part of a work community. How can we be our best self in these places right now? We are needed. Our input is important. We are all ingredients in this big stew of life. And what we bring has an impact. It has an impact on those we directly interact with, and it has an impact on the flavor of the stew in general, whether we're aware of it or not. My responsibility is to be present, to be in my body, to be using all of my resources to make the best choices I can make right now. A lot of old structures are falling away. This is not business as usual. And our operating systems need to be flexible, and we need to be able to roll with the changes that are happening. Our new circumstances are often calling things from us that we haven't had to manage before. A lot of people are home with their kids who usually work. People are having to be forced to be together in their homes. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes that's horrible. Sometimes that's really challenging. But it's what's real. If we're present in the moment, with what's real and what's happening right now. We can make choices from our best self, and that's going to create the best outcome for everyone. So how do we do that? How do we come from our best self? So human beings are a system. We're a conglomeration of a whole bunch of different things. We're a living organism with physical system, a mental system, 
emotional, spiritual, social system. And each of those systems has a function for the whole, just like we have a pulmonary system and we have a vascular system and we have a nervous system and a digestive system. They all work together to make our body. We're used to, particularly in Western culture, orienting primarily from our rational mind. We often don't listen to our bodies or our emotions or our energy or our spirit. Each of these things has a function, and we all have these systems. And particularly in times of crisis, particularly in times of great change, we really need to be able to draw from all of our resources to be able to maintain stability and balance and health, not just physically. We're all overrun with how to avoid COVID-19 and how to care for other people and wash our hands. And I'm not going to talk about all that because it's everywhere. Certainly, caring for our physical body is imperative. This is the car that drives us around. (laughs) It's really important to get exercise. It's really important to be outside. Even if you're just opening your window and sticking your head out, looking at the sky. It's been beautiful this week, actually. The sunrise this morning was stunning. It was ridiculously clear over the ocean yesterday. Get outside. Exercise is not prohibited. Touch the earth. Touch a tree. Smell a flower. Breathe in the air. It's very clean right now. We just passed solstice. It's the first beginning of spring. Take care of your physical body. There's online yoga. There's lots of exercise classes online you can do with your kids at home. It's kind of fun, although mine are very resistant to that. (laughs) Trying to get them off the screen to do a little yoga, run up and down the stairs. Hasn't been very effective, but maybe you'll have better luck than I do. Anyway, caring for our physical body is important. Being mindful of what you're eating. Again, I think everybody knows a lot of that information. But how do we care for our emotions? How do we care for our spirit? How do we care for ourselves socially? How do we live fully? How do we live well right now? So here's an exercise. Really come into your body right now. Whatever you're doing, just notice what you're doing. It's like a mindfulness practice. Feel where your feet are. Feel where your hands are. Take a minute and just notice that you're breathing. Every few seconds, we're breathing in and breathing out. We're in a constant conversation of receiving and transmitting, of taking things in and putting them out on all different levels. And when we can really be present in our body, we have access to a lot of information. Now, sometimes it's information that we don't want to deal with. And in this time where we can't go out, we're really being pointed to go in. This is a time of great change. And I believe we can trust that the change that we're each individually being called to can be good and nourishing and powerful for us. But again, our lives are determined by the quality of the choices we make And where are we making those choices from? So really coming into your body and just making room for what is. No judgment, just making room. How am I feeling? 
just notice how am I feeling? How am I feeling in my body? How am I feeling emotionally? How am I feeling physically? Am I getting enough rest? Am I holding tension in my body? Do I need to stretch? What's my spiritual condition right now? Just making room to really deeply check in. Take a long, deep, slow in-breath. And a long, deep, slow out-breath. Maybe notice any places that you're holding physical tension in your body. Breathe into your physical tension and release it on your exhale. Just really coming into your body. Lots of times we leave our bodies or we're all up in our head. We aren't down in our hearts, in our bellies. And there's a lot of information there. There's emotional information. There's intuitive information. There's energetic and social information. We are constantly taking information in, in our body. And if we pay attention, it's a whole other source of information that's like wisdom information. Most of us are obsessed right now with taking in news information. And a lot of that's very fear-based, very future-oriented and it creates a lot of anxiety, pulls us up out of our body. Fear is almost always based on future projections, and generally, whatever we project into the future, we can be guaranteed that isn't the thing that's gonna happen. Life has always turned out different for me than I would have expected, and I've spent a lot of time and energy freaking out about things that I think are gonna happen, and then they never happen. In my experience, the idea of leaving your body is actually literal, like we can kind of energetically pull ourselves right up out of our body and not be present at all. And again, the present moment is the most powerful and important place we can be. Right here, right now. Being with what is and making choices from our own best self. I do have space to connect with clients remotely. If you're interested in booking a session, you can reach out to me at info at reneemckenna.com. It also might be a good time to pick up my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing. That's available on Amazon Kindle through my website, reneemckenna.com, or directly on Amazon. I don't know if Amazon's delivering these days, so you might want to pick up a Kindle copy if you're interested in some really grounded work to connect with spirit and your own highest self to help you through this time of worldwide change. I want to end with my favorite Buddhist prayer. May we be at peace. May our hearts remain open. May we awaken to the light of our own true nature. May we be healed and a source of healing to all others. Blessings on everything you do. Stay in your best self. Until we meet again, this is Renee LaValle McKenna in San Francisco.